You are listening to Inspiring Table Talks with Kalpita and Vidya. The last time we spoke about the power of self-love and it was really a big eye-opener for me. As a 29-year-old, I had my own expectations in life, specifically about my financial freedom over the past two years. While I thought I journeyed well onto the journey of self-love throughout my life, I found that with Sophia's self-love revolution coaching, I'm learning to look deeper and at different facets with a different understanding than before. So I'm very grateful for the ladies in my life and they all have been on their own journeys and they still continue to. But starting over is one of the themes that always comes out. Yeah, and also from my own experience, starting over is almost um, as though you feel disappointed, heart, heartbroken, your motivation is gone and you also um, you feel like giving up. Um, some people also keep asking themselves the question, why did, why did this happen to me? I've put in so much effort and basically they feel like a failure. Um, but I think sometimes also a new start could be better better results than what you were getting from the previous attempt and and we might not realize this in the beginning but in the long run we do see a better outcome so today we we welcome back our resident guest Satya Boulay welcome back Satya. hello ladies hello. great to be back how are you doing I'm very good thank you and you Yes, it's great to have you back again. Yeah, so with today's topic, um, I've been hearing Kalpita talk about the self-love revolution program. And as someone who's known her for a while, say eight, nine years, I feel like she's beginning to really tap into her emotional self a bit more. But for someone out there who doesn't per se know where to begin again, what would you say is the best way to start over, Sophia? So starting over, um, Vidya, is obviously a very big, um, broad kind of um, conversation. And sometimes we're starting over just a job or sometimes you're starting from ground zero from a financial perspective. Sometimes you're starting over from a relationship perspective. Each and every single one of these concepts of starting or contexts of starting over can be very, very different. And I think just as you introduce the topic that sometimes it can be really hard because you'll have got feelings of regret, maybe guilt, maybe shame. And I know that from the work that I do with um, many women, there's the feeling of wasted and lost time and other kinds of resources and broken hearts and great disappointments. But, you know, um, when it comes to starting over, we have to remember, we have to understand that no one is in a place in their life that they're not meant to be. The only thing is the way in which we look at our current experience, the way in which we make meaning of that experience. And depending on how we're able to make meaning of that experience, we can either see ourselves as being at a setback 
We can see ourselves at a roadblock or an intersection, or we can see ourselves at the foot of a beautiful new opportunity. In each and every single context that we can imagine the concept of starting over applying to our lives, we have the choice of deciding how we want to look at it and what meaning we want to make of it. And so my my invitation whenever you know someone is having a starting over kind of experience, my invitation is to give themselves the opportunity to look at this new starting over phase as being a gift, as being something that comes with great, great opportunity for growth, for new possibilities. And in order to do that, sometimes we have to start making peace with ourselves, with our expectations, with our um, attachments. And in order to make peace with ourselves, we have to go into a very deep reconciliatory relationship with ourselves. So starting over can be very simple sometimes, or it can be very complex. But depending on our perspective, it can always be incredibly exciting. So when you say people have to be at peace and start seeing the opportunity in situations, it also means that there's a certain amount of alignment that needs to be within themselves. And that's something that I'm um, learning when you explained to us yesterday when we jumped onto the call and you were talking about um, the the four sides that make us up. which is our mind, body, and heart, and soul. So, yeah. How how do you when you're starting over initially, you don't often see that growth immediately. So, how do you start bringing those four elements of yourself um, on the same on the same page in the very mm-hmm. moment when the heat of of that situation? We don't really. Um, see how we can be at peace or find um, the opportunity to grow. So coming into alignment is not a one and done kind of situation. Each of us is constantly on a path of alignment. And the process of alignment requires that we give ourselves the greatest gift that anyone can ever give anyone else. And that's the gift of time. One of the things that we are very adept at not doing is giving ourselves the gift of time. We find ways to occupy ourselves. We find ways to we find ways to be removed from ourselves. There's only one way that you can come into alignment, and there's only one way into a place of peace and into a place of alignment, and that is by being in a relationship with yourself, by spending time communing with yourself, and by um, spending time accessing the messages that all the different aspects of our being is communicating with us all the time. Um, there is never a time that we are not in a state of communication, right? Our body is permanently in a state of communication. It's letting us know it needs hydration. It's letting us know it needs rest, sleep. Our bodies want um, bliss. Our body wants um, joy. Um, Our body wants um, 
to be delighted. Our hearts want joy. Our spirits want um, expansion and growth and purpose. Our minds want stimulation. So it's always asking us for something. It's about making the space to hear what each one wants. And, you know, it's not always necessary that all the different parts of us is in alignment with their messages. They don't have to always be in agreement, but they're always communicating. And the more we are able to tap into and address what they're communicating to us, the more they will over time find a way to live relationship with each other. So much as we are one whole person, we play an active role. We have to play an active role in bringing us ourselves into a state of wholeness. Because otherwise we are being drawn in different directions all the time. So if I, if when people are going on this journey or starting over, they should never let the fact that one part of them might not be fully aligned um, allow to stop them from going further. Because they might, it, it's not, it's not going to happen overnight, and it's not something you follow a rule book and it's done and you're there. Yeah. So, Kapita, um, one of the things that we underestimate is the sheer amount of wisdom we carry within ourselves. We're always looking for the answers outside, but the recipe for success is inside each and every single one of us for ourselves. Okay, and it's only through being in relationship with ourselves that we are going to find the signals that is going to guide us to our success. Now, I think one of the most important things that you have to have to do when you are going to start over in any aspect of your life, even if it is life handing you the um, requirements that you start over. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily consciously make the choice to start over. We start over by default. And so we become victims of our reality. True. The difference is when we make the choice to start over, when we start over and we have a clarity about what we want to achieve, what it is that's motivating us, how we're going to show up to that, when we start taking full ownership, that's when we can start making the start over an adventure, a growth journey, and something that can really expand us. If we're approaching the new beginning from the perspective of, I have to, and I'm going to do it even though I'm kicking and screaming and I really want to hold on to the past that has gone by, then the starting over is going to be very hard, very difficult, and it's actually going to be soul-destroying. When when you said, like, I should have, I could have, um, or you have this where you're holding on because you feel you've put in so much into whatever it is that you need to let go, whether it was a relationship, a job, a situation... Um, there's there's something that I'm now only learning and that is when you were teaching us about values so there was a prompt you used and I want to use that as an example it was as a grown woman I should and my instant um, reaction was as a grown woman I should be financially independent and your reaction was according to who 
So when you're also doing is when you bring that awareness of starting over, it also needs to come from it doesn't need to be according to the standards of other people. Yeah, I'm like, if you're going to start over, why would you want to start over in compliance with the expectations of others? You know, starting over is already, can already be challenging depending on the context in which you're starting over. And so make the start over something that is meaningful to you, that matters to you, that is going to create something that is of real intrinsic value to you. So many people are pursuing goals that have no real intrinsic value for themselves. You know, I know of um, so many, like really countless numbers of people who go through the hard slug of going through the degrees for the degrees, um, working in businesses and they have all the trappings of success, but inside of themselves, they feel just completely, completely um, isolated. They feel lonely. They feel as if they've lost out in life. And, you know, the longer you wait to to tune into your inner voice, your intrinsic sense of success and well-being, the harder it becomes to hear. So if you do have a start-over opportunity, you might as well want to pay attention to what it is that's going to bring you joy, what, it's, what it is that's going to make you feel like you've done something that matters to you in a way that is personal and intimate. And it's about choosing something that's going to give you joy. Or other times, it's about making um, the decision to look at whatever it is that you're doing through the lens of what gives you meaning and purpose. You know, so I remember in my first job, I was a casual um, in a very large retail business. I loved the job, not because the work was exciting. I loved the who went to work every single day with deep purpose around creating a new opportunity um, for my household, for my family, making life easy, um, giving relief to my dad, and contributing to my household was probably the most purposeful thing ever. It didn't matter that I was packing stuff all day long. The perspective that I had as a person who was from time to time packing, doing very repetitive work, in a retail business was one of making massive difference in my life, in my family's life, in the two people I loved most life. And from that perspective, the work had meaning, deep, deep meaning that mattered to me. And so I was happy doing the work. And so we always have a choice. We can have a choice to bring meaning to the work that we do, either through choosing stuff that is meaningful or taking a perspective that brings value to us in a way that truly, truly matters. It's important to accept the change and the new energy that it brings with it. Um, because there's obviously something pushing, pushing you in another direction and for another purpose when things don't Absolutely. work out in one area. Yeah. So, but with, with that also comes here, um, you know, how to, how 
how do we overcome that fear that comes along with starting over? Because it's, it's very natural for a person to feel, what if I fail again? Or what if things don't work out? Um, how do we overcome that fear? Because we know fear can blind you and maybe lead you in the wrong direction again. Absolutely. So I don't think that anyone on earth is without fear. Whenever you're going into something that is new and unfamiliar, um, our bodies are programmed to assess the risk to us. And once it assesses the risk and is an unknown factor, fear is going to come up. So there's a number of things that we can do and we have to do these things as practices. So it's not a one and done. And you know this thing about personal growth, this thing about expanding into a bigger version of yourself? I will always say it's not a one and done kind of thing. It is a practice that we have to do over and over and over. We have to bring it into our lives as rituals so that we are supported to look beyond the fear and to take action in spite of the fear. So the first, of course, is to start looking for the upside. What am I going to get if I don't move forward? in this new direction. What am I going to get? What is possible? What is what 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 are the different versions of reality that I can create by taking the next step? And one of the things that we do as human beings is think about 20, 30, 40 step, steps ahead and we become so confused and discombobulated by the um, lack of clarity that lies so far ahead of us. When in fact, the only thing we can really do is focus on the very next step. And the moment we start focusing on just the next step, so much of our fear normally gets abated because the very next step looks a lot clearer than the 20th and the 30th step away. So another thing that we have to become clear is what is the motivation with which we are going through? So motivation happens in two ways is the pain that we are trying to avoid and become very clear about the pain that you're trying to avoid. But there's also the pleasure, the upside, the win you're trying to clear about what is the next win for you. If I take this next step, what do I do? What do I, what do I achieve if I take this next step? Maybe it's a bit more clarity, maybe it's a bit more cert, maybe it is a feeling of achievement. It could be anything depending on the context. The other thing is also to have practices in which we start to calm down our anxiety, calm down our fear gremlins in our brain. We live in an era where there is so much information, so many inspirational people who are trying to guide others who are doing things that they've done before. Mm Tune into those people whose messages are filled with hope, with inspiration, and with guidance. There are teachers everywhere. If you've got access to a smartphone, you've got access to any number of mentors at any moment in time. And then just also, I believe wholeheartedly in surrounding yourself with people who lift you up. There are so many people who are willing to drag you down purely because you are now mismatching their own fears. So instead of focusing on the people who are just waiting to drag you down, 
go looking for the people who inspire you not necessarily in the thing that you're trying but not inspire you who support yeah. you um it's so important for us to do that um you know one one bit of support from can carry you for a lot and then of course to take action one of the worst things we can do is to just spend a lot of time in our heads in our heads we can conjure up so many things so many fearful things and one of the things that i've realized is that you're always you're always more afraid before you take a step than after yeah that initial fear is always there but uh, yeah i also think um letting go of old uh, patterns and old routines some people are are so um used to that those patterns they don't want to leave it so they kind of stay stuck um and they're also scared to let go of what they know mm-hmm. the thing So what you're saying is to be more open to the change and to let go of the fearful side of it. I think yeah. I think it's very important what you're saying about letting go of the patterns. And we must remember yeah. it's very hard for us to see our patterns. But the moment you start surrounding yourself with different kinds of people, you start yeah. to see the models of success mm-hmm. and you start to understand what you could be doing instead of what you are doing. and it, it doesn't necessarily um, mean that their models of success um is something you need to replicate but you can take what works for you from there and adapt it to your own um situation and your own values if you can absolutely um explain a bit more about the values for me it was the first time i seen when you spoke about it um in our call yesterday do you want to perhaps just elaborate mm-hmm. and touch on how the values come into play with the body mind heart um soul connection and with you taking a new step for me our values are our onboard navigation system our values are the kinds of things it's the it's the rules that we come to this life with we obviously to be fair we have different value systems operating simultaneously we have the value system that is intrinsic to us and then we have the value system that we've been programmed into mm-hmm. and it becomes really important to spend that time with ourselves to gift ourselves that time to start listening for which values feel like the values or the rules which rules is it we subscribe to that feel like effort like feel like there's a part of us that is re- rebelling against it and what i explained to you yesterday is that one of the ways in which you can very quickly hear that you've got a bit of resistance to a rule is when you start using the language like i have to i must i should there's an indication that there's a bit of a discomfort there's a bit of a it you're not being turned on by this particular rule that you are living to but your values are something that make you feel connected to yourself connected to yourself in a way that is bigger than just the here and the now 
And one of the things about our values is that when we are operating from our value system, it becomes more comfortable or more bearable to be doing something that is outside of our socialized programming. So the one thing I really just want to impress upon you about values is that values are not always easy to, your, your intrinsic values are not always easy for you to apply. If your intrinsic values mean that you have to um, do something that is contrary to common behavior around you, to common practice around you, you might need to have more courage to live into your values. And the strange thing about living in your values is when you make the decision to step into your values, mm -hmm. to, to, to do the courageous thing and behave and live your values, mm -hmm. there's a peacefulness that can't come over you. Yeah. Despite the fact that there's so much risk ahead of you. Yeah. So values is a very complex conversation. Um, you know, it's it, it really is about leaning into the... Um, the realness of you and listening to your own inner voice and being led and guided by your own um, intrinsic rules. So for me, the context, the various contexts that show up for me are, A, this is important to me, right? I am not going to go ahead and vilify the value. I'm going to express my value. I'm going to express. Then I am going to practice that. I am not going to go looking for a fight, but I am going to stand in my own value. I'm not going to go around vilifying the next person's value, right? Yes. My value is, my value is, I want to first achieve X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. before I get married. Mm -hmm. Those are my values. I'm going to stand in my value and I am going to steadfastly proceed and practice the thing that is important to me, which is a real thing, right? Yeah. Um, it's my lived experience. And when people say to me, you're not yet married, and I'll be like, no, I'm not. And yeah. I will make no further comment on it. You know, I'll just let it go. Um, because yeah. I can't, I can't go and tell another person that their lens on the world is wrong. But I will say, if a conversation is available, if they're open to a conversation, I will say, so what makes it so important that I am married by a particular time? I can provide for myself. So understanding your context was different. And that is the way in which you start driving change. That is the way in which you start making people um, more willing to open into a conversation. But you must just remember always, if you make someone wrong, mm -hmm. you're going to go into a very difficult conversation. Expressing your perspective and expressing your value is not, it's, it's not required for you to make the other person wrong. All you need to do is to share what your perspective is and the reason for it. And you cannot have the expectation that they're going to agree with you. So for me, one of the one of the driving forces was I shared what my, what was my perspective in this context, mm -hmm. and then I let go of any expectation of what they were going to say. They being members of my family, so I have a very real example where I cut my hair very short, 
And apparently it was the work of the devil to cut my hair very short. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> apparently, apparently I was meant to have my hair hanging down past my <laughs> my my um you know the the belt um, and then I went and I cut my hair very short and when I was rebuked I just smiled at him and I like I like it I like it very much <laughs> thank you very much such a rebel and I didn't do it from a perspective of rebelling I did it from a perspective of this is what I like yeah preference. And then I was told as a Muslim I was told oh but you never ever go to to heaven if you die now and your hair doesn't cover your breasts you'll never go to heaven and I kind of just stared at the auntie and I was like I'm sorry what <laughs> can you explain this to me and I listened to her and I said but now I'm not understanding I'm really not understanding so you saying to me that if i have chemo i won't make it to heaven if i'm a black woman whose hair can't grow past a particular length i'm not going to go to heaven um are you telling me that 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 there's a value attached to my character to my being because of the length of my hair this makes no sense to me and you know what she remained attached to her perspective i remained attached to my perspective but there was never a reason for me to make her wrong all i did was uh, please explain to me i'm not understanding yeah and it's also a willingness um, on your side to be open to the next person's um perspective not because you want to make that your own but it creates a space yeah. you know what you can have your um opinion and i will listen without yeah. judging it and that's fine but it doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to change my opinion I agree with you and I want to add mm-hmm. that we must be very mindful to like you said in the beginning to keep an open mind. Yes. Because sometimes we can participate in a conversation to defend our position. True. And yeah. so the key is what you said in the beginning around keeping an open mind. Yes. So and being open willing to have your perspective changed. And so on that note also um because we are going to wrap up soon it when it comes to um self help again we're not saying it's a bad thing we're not saying um follow in exactly one person's footsteps what we're saying is just be open to learn be open to grow because your definition of growth and success and your progress is not measured against somebody else's journey but rather your own Okay, you know, you know when I look when I look at the rhythms of the world around me, we're all in different stages all the time. You know, um while we're sleeping in one part of the world, there's other people who are just waking up in another part of the world. While you're just beginning your career, another person is ending their career. While you're discovering your identity another person is losing their identity we are we are in flux as human beings all the time we are in flux in relation to each other physically all the time spiritually mentally psychologically we are all at different places at different stages yeah the the big the big big invitation to each and every single one of us is to start 
looking for the information, for the data, for the signals on the inside of us, not on the outside of us. I always, and if you've done any kind of work with me, you will know that I keep going back to what is happening on the inside of you. What about the wisdom on the inside of you? And the entire, the entire self-love journey is about learning to access that wealth of wisdom inside of you and creating a life that you don't want to escape from. Yes, and it's also not that you give us answers because I don't, you've never ever given an answer, but you've always, um, for me, with my experience, you've always prompted me to look within um, and find the resources whether it's tangible resources or emotional resources, you've always prompted me to go in and say, okay, so what what can be done using what you know on the inside or what you have? Yeah, I, 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 I always beg people to start distinguishing between resources and resourcefulness. You can have all the resources in the world, but if you are not resourceful, those resources mean nothing. You can have no resources on the outside of you, but if you are resourceful on the inside of you, you've got it yeah. made, whatever aspect of your life. So it's basically using what you what you yeah. have in front of you. Within you. Yeah. What you have. Within you, yes. But, yeah, so at the end of the day, with the beautiful conversation we had today we should definitely embrace the changes that's coming to our life accept the challenges and be inviting to new energy don't be scared and be more open also Sophia where can um, people can you share with us where people can um, access your content access you as a coach and um, do you want to share a little bit about your upcoming values workshop I think the easiest way to get hold of me is on Facebook. I'm not a um, Instagrammer like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, it's Facebook. It's just New Habits and www.newhabits.co.za. My values workshop is a four-hour workshop that I'm going to be conducting very soon. I will give you the dates. Um, you can attach it to the podcast. Um, and you can I'll also give you the um, email address at which you can reach me. And um, yeah, it will be an interactive workshop in which you will learn all about what values are, the role that they play in our lives, and what it might involve or the steps we might have to take in order to bring our values to life and to allow them to serve us in the way that they want to serve us um, and bring us to greater um, peace and ease and contentment. So we will share all of those links on our Instagram. Um, And thank you again for joining (laughs) us and taking the time to share your wisdom with everyone. We appreciate everything you do and we value what you bring to the table um, every week. It's an absolute pleasure and I appreciate the space and the opportunity to have these conversations with you. And I really hope that it does help someone 
um, or spur them on to build that bridge within themselves and to connect deeper with themselves. Yes, and we look forward to chatting with you again, Sophia. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Table Talks. And remember to favorite Inspiring Table Talks on Anchor, as well as to follow us on Instagram at inspiring.tabletalks. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can email us at contact kpv108 at gmail.com.